When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It's the most anticipated WNBA season in history. And you know what that means. Court is back in session. Welcome to Queens of the Court, an Odyssey original podcast. I'm your girl, Cheryl Swoop. And I'm Jordan Robinson. All WNBA season long, we'll be bringing you interviews with star athletes, analysis on your favorite teams, and lots of hot takes. Order, order in the court. Follow and listen to Queens of the Court on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. So Luke Getze was the next big person or decision maker to uh, speak behind the microphone. We wanted to hear what he had to say, obviously. Luke Getze, I think he's the guy you want to sit next to on a plane when it's going down because like, hey, you you want some peanuts? You want some ginger ale? Because, you know, oh, we need to buckle a seatbelt. Nothing here. I mean, this is a guy that's going to downplay everything. And, And I like him. He's a very grounded I think assistant football coach, but I'm not surprised that when he talked about Justin Fields mentioning the need to play freer and the need to do this or that, and, and it could be coaching, however you want to frame it. I'm not surprised that Luke Getz, he said, there's nothing to see here. Well, no, and I was going to say uh, to your analogy that, that the plane doesn't even need to be going down to want to sit next to Luke Getzey on that plane because I think he is an engaging guy to talk to. I think he yeah. is pretty forthright, um, direct, and honest. You know, I, I don't think that he – uh, tells a lot of fibs or, you know, you know, coaching fibs and, and conceals a lot of information. I think he's pretty direct with, with what they're dealing with here. And one of the things they're dealing with is a young quarterback, as we just mentioned a minute ago, like trying to figure this out and trying to figure out who's got his best interests in mind and, and, and trying to keep the relationship piece with his coaches, with Matt Everflus, with Luke Getze, with Andrew Janoco strong enough so that they can have these very direct conversations in a way that is no one's defensive. And it's, it's like, you know, here, here's what's on the table. Let's sift through it let's deal with it and then let's all try to be solution oriented i think luke has been very good for justin in that regard um in being kind of that that level-headed voice that that he can lean on uh when things feel like they're not so level um and now again like i think that, that you know like like luke highlighted many times on thursday the the strength of their relationship well the next part of this is turning that into production on game days so that everyone can take a deep breath we mentioned it before a year ago they found that little spot where they found a spark you know and they redesigned the offense a little bit and they turned justin loose a little bit in the running game and and, and things freed up so that that exhale was able to come and then that exhale produced a little bit of comfort and confidence i think that's needed again here probably in a different way way. Um, but I think you hear Luke kind of uh, alluding to that as he talks about where Justin's at in his headspace and in his play on the field. Let's hear a little bit from Luke Getzey. We won't get to all of the audio, but just this comment specifically, because I think as you described well, I mean, this is somebody who I think is grounded and very open about not not feeling like anybody's defensive about what was said. And just this is the state of the Bears and the relationship between the offensive coaches and Justin Fields. Hey everyone, this is Brett Boone. Would you know it? I've got a podcast going strong in our fourth year. Tune in as I sit down with my friends, some of the biggest names in sports, media, entertainment, for a lot of fun and in-depth conversations. As you know, baseball's been my life. It's been in the family for a long time, but it's a lot more than that here. It's sort of like taking a ride in a golf cart around a beautiful track. 
Join me every week for multiple episodes on the Brett Boone Podcast, available on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. No, I think it. I think that's part of the uh, the development part that we're all in the middle of, right? We talk about uh, him getting better every single week, um, and I think there's so many things that you can re- you can reflect on and look at that that you see that. And he's talking about you know, Flus talks about the four to six plays a game that could change the game each week, and. I think there's that, you know, those are those moments where when he feels like when we reflect on it, you know, the next day as we're reviewing the film that he feels like, you know, man, I could I could make I could be that difference. And I think that's what he's reflecting on in those moments when he's talking like that. And I think that's our job to, to give him those opportunities to do it well and make him feel like he's comfortable in doing that. And I think he's starting to get more comfortable with the guys he's playing with. Right. New group of guys. And he's starting to do a much better job with that as well. David, so one of the things that Ryan Pohl said earlier in the day also that that speaks to a, a lot of the dynamics at play here is that, that Justin's been successful since the day he stepped on a high school football field. And so when you experience failure to the level that the Bears and Justin are experiencing it right now, it's a new thing, you know, and you, you don't have a whole lot of background to draw on, on. This is how I got through the last big storm. And I think Luke acknowledges that as well. I asked him a question later on Thursday about how he manages the the psyche of a guy who is 24 years old, the face of a charter franchise in the NFL who's in, uh, you know, a, a, a major media market who is uh, overseeing an 0-2 team that hasn't won in 11 calendar months. And there's a lot of weight and pressure that comes with that. So while you're trying to fill X's and O's and game plan information and strategy into a guy, you also have to understand the human element of this and, and, and that, you know, like Justin has is carrying a lot of pressure and a lot of weight right now and and it's never been more evident than it has been this week and i just think that's something they're going to have to continue to acknowledge and, and work through because that is a part of the whole thing i also think uh with luke getsy i like the way he answered a question about the implication that you know he goes from coaching aaron Rodgers to coaching a young quarterback and developing him and I, and i don't think he sounded overly defensive to me and i'm curious to get your perspective because you know, he has, and he pointed out, you know, he has coached Division Two. He has coached other quarterbacks that are young and developing. Coaches don't look at it that way. Now, certainly being associated with Aaron Rodgers propped up Luke Getze's profile and maybe enhanced his resume. But I, I don't know that that should be held against him. And I, I think of this idea that he's a lousy coach is just as, I think, invalid as last year when we were already say, worried about – some people were already worried about him becoming a head coach and leaving Justin Fields in its midst. I think that there's way too many extremes when you're talking about Luke Getze, and he explained well about the differences in you know, maybe the accomplishment levels of the quarterbacks he coaches. But really, he adapts to each player's you know, performance level and potential, and I think that was a good answer to a tough question. Yeah, well, look, and I think it's a fair question because I think it may have been Mark Potash who asked it. And I think the, the, the premise was essentially when you've been spent so much time around Aaron Rodgers, who's a four-time MVP and one of the all-time greats, does what you see through your eyes get clouded on what successful quarterback play has to look like? Because you're used to having this, you know, this picture perfect study in what quarterbacking play is and then when a guy struggles it might frustrate you but it's also like okay he's in year three and he doesn't know as much and he's still gaining this library of experiences um so the question was fair and, I, and to your point i thought the answer was 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 fair also and that that look like this is coaching you know you coach everybody a little bit different uh you, you meet them where they are in their development and you try to push them forward on where you want them to go next i think the bears have been great at uh, um 
applying the, 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 the right amount of healthy pressure to Justin Fields to try to te- take this next leap. Now he's got to make that leap. I don't think it's going to get any easier Sunday in Kansas City. But beyond that, if you can steady yourself enough, if you're 0-3, which I think we're all going to project here in a minute when we get to our predictions, you've got a long season beyond this. And so hopefully, maybe this early mini-buy that they get in October will also help them just take a step back from everything that they've been through and just reset with a focus on improvement rather than sort of that really, really intense urgency to get it done now because we're playing the Packers and, oh, we got to get a win against the Bucks and, oh, my God, it's the reigning Super Bowl champs. It just feels like there's been a lot of, you know, 105-mile-hour fastballs coming over the plate. And it's some week here you got to get like a an 88-miler that, that that's right in the sweet spot and you can just hit for a double and, and move forward. Before we get to your numbers game and our predictions, I, I do think there's a little bit more – urgency for Luke Getty to respond sooner rather than later. I would like to see an immediate response to the, to the offensive shifting of, of whatever Justin Fields was referring to specifically today on Wednesday in terms of being freer and, and maybe getting the, having the autonomy to tuck and run if the pr- protection breaks down. So maybe six sacks becomes three sacks and on those three plays where he does keep it because he instinctively maybe jumps the gun a little bit, but he gains 12 yards. I hope that those are the results of this kind of mini controversy at House Hall this week. I don't know that it will be. I don't know that I, I, I could expect to see that. But, boy, that would be a welcome sight. Well, sure. And I can't remember if it was Poles or Getze who said that, That look, it was. I think it was Poles who said, look, like Justin had to carry us a lot last year. And his special gifts athletically were, were something that we needed to rely on because of the state of the roster. Well, now the roster is better. And you've got a, a, a more complete cast of supporting cast members. And so now you have to strike that balance and learn that healthy balance of, okay, when do I, I you know, do it myself? And when do I get the ball in the hands of these guys that we've brought in to help and, and let them do something? And I, I don't think Justin's there yet. And I think he needs to get there soon because I think that's one of those things that you've heard in the building um, for a matter of months now is, 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 you know, feed the skill is what Matt Eberflus calls it. You hear players in the locker room, Darnell Mooney said it earlier this week, you know, like just get the ball to the playmakers and let us be accountable. If we don't make the play, that's on us, but don't, don't feel like you got to do everything yourself. Um, I think that's an important lesson that Justin's got to learn and then apply. 